came across a quote from Danish philosopher Soren Kierkegaard a while back that was so convicting to me that I wrote it down for an occasion just like this one. The matter is simple, Kierkegaard said. The Bible is very easy to understand. But we Christians are a bunch of scheming swindlers. We pretend to be unable to understand it because we know very well that the minute we understand, we are obliged to act accordingly. Ouch. Now, I'm not sure that I agree with Kierkegaard that the Bible is very easy to understand. I've been studying it most of my life, and I still find things that are rather puzzling. But his basic premise, I believe, is true. Sometimes we try to make this too complicated so that we can just shrug our shoulders and say, oh well, and do what suits us rather than what is commanded by God. We've been reading Matthew's Sermon on the Mount over the last few weeks, and it is a doozy. The words of this week's section are so familiar, we can almost forget how difficult they are. Turn the other cheek, love your enemies, go the extra mile, all tied up at the end with that clincher, be perfect. It's no wonder that Christian theologians over centuries have come up with very good and sound ways to contextualize some of these admonitions in ways that help get us off the hook, to situate these in their historical contexts and in their own specific situations. They make good insights into this text, these theological understandings, and they are valuable in their own right but they can also serve to remove us from the instruction. Makes them historical, distance, not very much like our own experience. And I sometimes worry that this kind of gerrymandering dulls the blade of this knife that is meant to cut straight to the heart of us Christian swindlers. I believe in biblical interpretation over fundamentalism. I also believe in the three-legged stool of scripture, tradition, and reason that tell us how we should be living a good and holy life of faith. I also believe that the message of the Sermon on the Mount is clear. If you want to follow God, live as Jesus lived and love as God loves. And we should do these things with every day we have and with every breath we have been given. Impossible? Maybe. But Jesus told us to do it, and God doesn't make mistakes. If God believes it is possible, then it must be. Some way, somehow, It must be possible. It is at this point when I want to be crystal clear that I do not believe that God is calling us to be doormats. Turning the other cheek and going the extra mile and giving up our cloaks are in no way means of surrendering ourselves to whatever evil might come along. We are not called by Christ into lives of subjugation, 
of slavery, of victimhood. We are called into lives of love. And lest you start drifting off because the preacher just used the L word again, I want to be equally clear that I do not believe that greeting card love can stand up very well against the very real evil that pervades our world. It is easy for love to embrace loveliness. Anyone can do that. It is much harder for love to embrace ugliness and hatred, anger, ignorance, bitterness, meanness, stupidity, apathy, greed. But that is where we are called. This is a deep and a radical love that shakes our bones and makes us a little queasy with its power. This is a love that, when offered properly, can meet powerful evil toe to toe and win. This love is strength in weakness, comfort in sorrow, and overall it is life over death. This love is powerful because it is backed by the God who commanded it into being. And that brings us back to the impossibility, that brick wall in our hearts and in our souls and in our society that tells us that loving our enemy is a lovely idea, but not really all that sustainable. That brick wall tells us what everyone around has told us since we were born, that I can be really, really good if I try, but perfect just ain't going to happen. Once again, God says differently. God has said, be perfect. In addition to that, God gave us scripture to help us figure that out. God gave us senses and brains to help us along the way. God gave us a pantheon of saints to look to for guidance on how and how not. And God gave us each other. A community in Christ right here in front of us to support and challenge, to uplift and to love. God gave us each other to practice our perfection on, and we are mandated by this very difficult but very honest gospel to keep it up. We will have to keep loving each other into betterness and betterness and into perfection. I see it happening, and I bet you do too. I know God is pushing us into this, and I know we are doing it. I know Christ is working in us, and we can and will do far, far more than we can ask or imagine. We are not Christian swindlers, regardless of what Kierkegaard says. We want this to be easier than it is, but evil is mighty and cannot be met with easy. Though through the Sermon on the Mount is a directive from Christ that evil cannot win, but that love must. We are challenged as a church and as individuals to turn our cheeks, to give our cloaks, to love our enemies, 
inside this building and out there in the world, on Sunday mornings and on every other day of the week, when we are feeling good about our calling and when it angers us. We are called into being our most perfect selves, the selves that God created us to be, our selves in God's own image. So friends, go forth from this place and be perfect, not only for the few minutes it takes you to get to the parking lot, but for all time. Be perfect as God has made you perfect from this time forth forevermore. Amen.